Actually, Bridget was listening to something, I don't know, some YouTube, and I was like, are you watching Benny Hill right now? Because it was just like, I can hear the music <laughs> in the name. Yucky sax. <laughs> she was like, no, it's a dumb YouTube. I hate that music. It like gives me bad feelings. I'm like, ugh, God. <laughs> Weird British. Um, yeah, who was, so I saw somewhere, someone saying that recently, like the 80s was us as a family sitting down to watch an old man, like Lear after Blonde. It's so true. Yikes. <laughs> it's so true. It's so weird how I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is what we watch. Oh, goodness. All right. Blondes in their underwear. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. And we were like, it's on PBS. <laughs> I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and welcome to Tishi After Hours. I can't do that very well. Um, <laughs> it's Friday night, and I have a glass of Sauve Blanc, and I'm here with my favorite people for a potpourri of topics. After Hours style. I don't know what that means. Like, that means it's going to be really sexy, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, joining me today in the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. I forgot it was after hours. I don't even have a Diet Coke. It's just water. <laughs> Boo. I know. <laughs> well, listen, I can't have that caffeine. It's what? It's almost seven o'clock. We can't do that. <laughs> As we were talking about before the show, like I'm in my 40s. I can't just be having caffeine willy nilly. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I looked at the refrigerator at work today and almost had a Diet Coke, but it was three. And I was like, mm, that's borderline too late. I'm not doing that. No, no. <laughs> Um, okay, and as you heard her in the Money Pit Studios, it's Meredith Van Harn. I added Hello. extra R's to my intro. Hello. I almost couldn't pick up Wonky's Medicine today at Costco because they didn't know my name had a space in it. They're like, we have <laughs> we have Bear and we have Link, but we don't have Wonky. I'm like, put a space. <laughs> Just put a oh, space there she in is. it. Oh, hi. All right. As usual, we'll do some small talk, uh, get into some miscellaneous medium talk, Tishi recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, with that, Anne, take us into some small talk. I I can't believe we only have this one small talk item, and I don't like it. I put it three rows down. So <laughs> in case I had something more interesting could, to talk about? Yeah, the important <laughs> stuff could come before it, and I would just have this little throwaway thing. But okay, I guess this is a small talk. <laughs> Yay. Um, I will bring the after hours into it, because um, we're going to have some sexy talk here. <clears throat> we're going to Hillary's horny, horny Corner, featuring Anne. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that on the run sheet and I was like, what is going to happen here? This is exciting. When I think it was one of the 900 times we pushed back the Little Town Big Magic book club, I was like, well, I can just go on and talk about the vampire fantasy erotica that I read. And you guys were like, do it. Yes, obviously. So I'm here to talk about it. I'm here to talk about King of Battle and Blood by Scarlett St. Clair, who is one person, and that is her real name. Wow. Really? I know. Who gets named Scarlett St. Clair? Uh, Although I had a roommate whose last name was St. Clair, so I guess it's a name that's out there and 
has fans yeah. or something. But anyway, I do not know why I read this book, why I picked this book. I'm not into vampire novels. I don't find them sexy. Um, I mean, I, I get the whole point of it. The biting and the drinking is a yeah. sexual thing and they're like mysterious and sexy, but I just, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Yep. I don't like it. Yep. I'm not into vampires. I'm not into werewolves. I didn't know it was erotica. I mean, there's a difference <laughs> between romance and erotica. Yes. I was trying to figure out what the difference is. And I think it's because romance is always ultimately focused on the happily ever after. Yes. Yes. Not like necessarily. Oh, the sex is like yeah. along the way. Yeah. The sex is a part of it. But yeah. the ultimate goal is like long term partnership with the usually man of your dreams. And erotica is just not so concerned <laughs> with the happily ever after part of it. Like the, the sex is is good enough in and of itself. But I didn't know that, and so I don't know what possessed me. The vampire did by the. I don't know. <laughs> I did, maybe I was in thrall, but I got this book, and if I I'll, I'll give like a little synop not synopsis but a little blurb. It's it's fantasy kingdom, obviously. It's the nine kingdoms, all of which are being um, threatened by the rise of Adrian, the vampire king. <laughs> okay. Who's systematically rolling through and conquering all of the nine kingdoms. And they there's nothing that anybody can do because he's got this army of vampires that he's conquering with, right? What are people going to do? Until he gets to whatever this kingdom is and the king there is smart unlike all the other kings and he's like look i just i we can't i'm gonna go ahead and surrender and save the lives of all my people hopefully we'll just be a subject what realm and it's all going great and adrian the vampire king is coming to like ceremonially accept the surrender and then he sees the princess isolde the daughter of the king and he declares that he's going to marry her and that's the condition and she hates him he's a literal monster and the enemy of her people and she wants him dead but she will agree to marry him again in order to save all these lives um and so they go from there and she hates him she hates him she hates him but god is she horny for him <laughs> i mean listen sometimes that happens um and I, you did a horny corner once, Hillary, on that book that I also read, which was like the party heiress who got exiled to the town. Yes. Uh, the fishing town yes. where she had to like yes. renovate her yes. dad, her dead dad's bar. Yeah. <laughs> and I, your comment there was like, wow, the sex in this was explicit. <laughs> and I am telling you, this book makes that look like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Downloading. <laughs> it was it was were you like blushing it in was. your own house i was like what <laughs> is this they do it all the ways <laughs> whoa all, all and i mean all the ways and usually with romance too the sex scenes like they're not perfunctory right because they're kind of the point of it before the happily ever after but usually it's like they've got a checklist. Like the first time is missionary yes. and they got to have some oral and yes. then, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Tick, 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 tick. We've accomplished that. We don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> yes. uh, not this book. <laughs> not this book. 
I am clearly not familiar with how horny corner books work. Okay. <laughs> um, it is wild. I have to say, and the whole time I was reading it, I was like, I don't know, this is a little much. It's kind of silly. And then I got to the end and I bought the second book. Of course. Hey. <laughs> and the second book gets really wild. <laughs> it is feminist in a way that Emerson Wilde could never dream of. <laughs> I tell you, it's all about like uh, witches and in this iteration, witches are exclusively female and the power of witches and how that power threatened men. And so men decided to exterminate witches and there are, there's reincarnations and past lives and it, it's crazy and i cannot wait for book three to come out <laughs> i mean and i might have to read this like i'm i've never really been into like um fantasy stuff like that much i mean i'll dip a toe into it but it's not really my thing but mm, i'm intrigued now I, I, it's i have it's an audible different. credit it's different and i like i like um i like books that sort of incorporate existing mythology yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And this has a lot of like Russian and Eastern European like folklore okay. touches. She's obviously very interested in that sort of thing. That's just a, like, so there are some kind of um, like mythological sort of folklore-ish creatures that come into it that are clearly incorporated from that which i think is you know yeah kind of interesting they're not creating but... whole cloth of you know no, it's related no she's yeah. and uh, here's my further confession i was like well how long till this third book comes out because i they <laughs> left it in such a strange place i was like i i gotta know what happens but they don't even have a coming on this date oh. in on Kindle. Like, uh, so I bought a novella that she's apparently doing a reworking of a bunch of fairy tales in a sexy way. Mm. And I bought her retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Which has a lot more in common with the grim fairy tales than with the oh. Disney fairy tales. Oh, how oh. sexy is it? Extremely <laughs> okay. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think she's going to do the Snow White one uh, next. That seems to be the upcoming uh, title. Um, but anyway, it just kind of shows how interested she is in fairy tale and mythology and folklore and stuff. So, she, like, I was, again, reflecting on small town big magic and how I think it's really harmed by being written by committee, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because when you have two people... yes. Yeah, um, working together, it kind of—I don't know. I didn't find that book or those books. Although the second one, you, Meredith, I liked the second one much better mm -hmm. than the first one. Mm -hmm. Yep, but but still, I didn't feel like it had a distinctive style or a distinctive voice. And these vampire books, they got a voice, baby. Well, I just got an email from Audible that this has been successfully downloaded to my Audible account. So, oh my God, I, I cannot, I I'm cannot imagine listening to someone read this. Well, I will t let you know, hopefully next oh week. Oh, God, that's going to be awkward. <laughs> it's the worst. Like, usually my AirPods work just fine, but occasionally, like, I'll be listening to, you know, whatever, the... um you know, the crooked media, the world one. Um, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, Pot save and, the world. Yeah, yeah Pot save the world. Duh. And uh, and like my thing will just like 
disconnect and then it's just like Tommy Vitor or whatever like talk, like ah, Benjamin Netanyahu and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> like that's a really even... good Tommy Vitor impression <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like embarrassing it's just like loud and I I would die if it was like and then you know <laughs> he I don't know disrobed like took off her petticoat or whatever and any of the bullshit ones that I've read previously <laughs> he unstrapped her he loosened her um you know, her garments. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the stays of her corset. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm ready, oh, though. My. I'm excited. You know what? It actually, it makes work sometimes like, oh, well, obviously it makes it exciting, but I'm just like, hmm, nobody knows what I'm listening to right now. <laughs> oh, well. It's like, wasn't that the Kindle revolution? Yes. What, or e-reader revolution was Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Oh, Totally. Because then people could read it in public, on like on public transit, and nobody would know what they were reading. I definitely read that um, when I just had Bridget, and I had it on my, I don't even think I had a Kindle, but I had like the Kindle app on my phone. So I would be like nursing her and like reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And God, that book, man, that it was, even at the time, I mean, like, whatever, it was my first entree into like non VC Andrews kind of like, Hillary's horny corner kind of stuff and I was like this book sucks like I am not a great writer I'm not a great critic but I was like this he is abusive it's only okay because he's rich that's like the only reason if he was poor or middle class you'd be like this guy is abusive leave your leave him he's like <laughs> threatening your life leave him uh, I mean it's not I'm not to kink shame but he was an asshole anyway I'm excited yeah, to read but this I still think Fifty Shades of Grey was better than Twilight well the book upon which it was based, based because on... I try I, I didn't thank god I never bought that but when it was when Twilight was huge I tried to read like there was an excerpt online and I couldn't yeah because it was so, so poorly, poorly written and even fans of what's her name Stephanie something or other yeah. even her fans are like yay it's, it's not very well written but the story <laughs> you're like no no it's not that good no. Yeah. Well, and I remember I was listening to, I'm sure it was Blank Check, and they were talking about Kristen Stewart, and they were like, people would be mad at her because she has this sort of like a little bit of a flat effect. Like, that's just her style a little bit. And I actually don't think she's a bad actress. I just, they they were like, the thing about the Twilight series, Bella is not written to be a person, really. Like, she, so how are you supposed to act that? She's an avatar for the young female or perhaps gay readers. Yes, exactly. To just kind of, you know, mirror onto her or whatever. But um, I never read this. I was like, this is not, this is not for me. I'll read a lot of shit, but I have standards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, with that, that, well, listen, I know that you were like, oh, I can't believe this is it, but I, now I have something to add. I'm almost done with my current book, so here we go. All right. I'll be interested to see what you think of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Um, Does that mean it's mailbag time? Yes. All right. We got an email. We got an email. From listener Anne, and Anne says, Morgan's idea sounds amazing. Maybe I should have read Morgan's idea first. Um, But can we tack on decluttering? It would have to involve some glamouring, and I'm not sure I could be on board with straight-up manipulation. 
and Hillary, teleportation would be fab, but honestly, I would be almost as pleased with robust public transportation. Yeah, <laughs> well, that kind of feels like magic at this point, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so this, is, this is, must be an answer to what is what your witchy, witchy power, power be? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Decl- decluttering. Yes. What is your witchy power from our discussion last week? And Morgan said, magical cleaning and organizing. I know it's boring, but I really love a clean house, but I hate cleaning, and having two cats and two teenagers is not helpful. Yeah. I hear yeah. you, Morgan. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I agree. Um, we have every six months in Austin, you have, they have bulk pickup where you can just put whatever out on the street and they'll pick it up like whatever. I mean, I, it has, it's, you know, it can't, it has to be a certain size, but it can be pretty big. People put a lot of shit out there. What people really do is you put it out like starting tomorrow. Ours is on Monday. You do it like starting tomorrow or sometime this weekend and people will just drive around and start yeah, picking things up. Yeah. I am shot. Like, Okay, I'm genuinely shocked because in Detroit, city of Detroit, we have bulk pickup every two weeks. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. because what that means is since I one of my pet peeves is breaking down cardboard boxes, so that would be actually one of my magical yes. abilities is yes. just point my finger and all the boxes. Eat. Well, I guess I would just make them disappear, but because like dragging them to the curb also <laughs> sucks. But but sometimes I will just like. Okay, here's a humongous box. I'm going to just throw every box inside of it and just yep. put it out there for bulk pickup. Yep. It's not like it weighs anything. It's just no. like I can't fit it in my recycle bin. Yep. And every other week, I just kind of like throw it out there and they pick it up and That's it's so great. You can put a couch. Nice. You can put in. You can put a washing machine. You can put like whatever. So nice. It's we, so, I mean, Dave texted me today. He's like, you know what I'm excited for? And I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, something sexy or something. And I'm like, what? And he's like, bulk pickup. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> hey, that is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but but sometimes because, like we need to be better about it because it is only six months every six months. So then you're like, we got to get it all together. And That's I wish a lot I of could, pressure. I know. I wish I could like snap my fingers. We're like, all right, we do have so many boxes actually in our garage. I'm like, they all have to go. They yep. all have to go yep. in there. Just throw them out there. They'll yeah. come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to cut Morgan off. She also says magic sweeping, vacuuming, mopping, dusting, laundry from collecting all the way through it through it to being put away mm-hmm. would be great. Mm-hmm. At least the teens are in charge of the litter boxes. Oh, okay. Oh Maybe God. I should have had kids for <laughs> litter box purposes. Um. Okay, Morgan, I want to say you are in good hands then in Little Town Big Magic. Yeah. Because all that stuff they like magically do with a wave of fingers. Yes. Like they even put on clothes that way. And I don't know how it works. She'd be like, I magic some clothes on myself. Magic and, and like, put, like packed a bag. She packed her bag at some point and was just like, poof, here it is. So a- absolutely, if you live in this world, you get magical cleaning and organizing. Yep. Totally. Um, Bet says baking, of course. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Isn't it just the process, though? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I do like the eating at the end. Yes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the best part. Um, Nicole said, Bet making potions with essential oils and crystal healing. Oh, wait, I already do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a witch, Nicole. Yes. Welcome. Amanda says, magical craft making. Perhaps you would like me to knit you a cloak of invisibility? Ooh. Yes, please. What would I use a cloak of invisibility for? Hmm. I am at a point in my life where I don't really love being seen by people because real talk, I'm not happy with my body right now. Like just going to the Um, grocery store? Yeah, I just don't like being (laughs) observed by the world. But then the problem is... 
you wear the invisibility <laughs> cloak around at some point you have to interact with the person I to guess. like pay and you fucking well, break them out and they're like and the just f- like a hand like like an empty shopping cart comes like rolling up their lane the and then fuck? my hand comes out with my credit card or something you know i was at target this morning and i took a picture of myself at the checkout, you know, at the self-checkout <laughs> yes. camera that makes everyone look like they're dying. And yes. I immediately delete. I was like, maybe this will be funny. Nope. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. no. I deleted it. <laughs> it was nope. not funny at all. No evidence. God, I hope those. But I, I bet you that camera could no, catch you. I hope that those images aren't recorded. Oh, God. oh, I'm sure they are. And they're uploaded to the internet. And then when you there, Google my name, oh. that's all you get. There have been times. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got a DUI. Like, that's like, my hi. nightmare. It's <laughs> your Nick Nolte picture. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no. I know. There's been times where I think like, oh, I look like kind of cute today or whatever. And then I go to Target and look Mm -hmm. and it is like, you do not. Or it's like when I open up my camera on my phone to take a picture of something and I, my phone is under my head. You know, I'm like holding it. You you get like an up chin (laughs) shot. Oh my God. Well, and I'm relatively tall but it, it still gets like it's still pretty high up and yeah. so it like looks down on me and it's not a great <laughs> yeah, angle no, no. it just makes me look like a dying victorian child it's just horrible <laughs> these and bags i, under I your bet eyes. you the yes i bet you those cameras see through the cloak invisibility yes. that's my that's True. my guess True. Yeah, why do those cameras just make you look so desperately tired all I the time? I don't know. You look at your face and you're like, oh my God, I look like about, I've been I awake have a for brightening under eye serum. I'm 42 years old. I use it every day and it doesn't catch it at all. It's like, nah, I see through that. So, liar. Maybe that's a witchy power that whenever you're in a recorded image, you look fabulous. Yeah. The best version of yourself. <laughs> Add you me go. to that one. Yeah. Um, Sam says, when someone says something stupid, I give them a deadpan stare that makes them realize how stupid they sound. <laughs> it's, it's the realizing part that's the magic, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I think a fun thing, I, I've seen this on the internet several times, but people say like, when somebody says something awful to you, you say, what an interesting thing to say to somebody, <laughs> like to make them think about it or like, yeah. just ask them to repeat it. Like, what was the joke? Uh-huh. I don't, I don't understand. They're like, huh, why would you ask that? Why would you ask me that? Um, Lane says premonition because as an INTJ, what's up? Mm-hmm. I've mapped out all the potential issues and solutions for a given situation and have Indeed. an annoying habit of pointing out to people how they didn't listen to my Cassandra like <laughs> predictions and then found themselves in an unpleasant situation. Yeah. I but that's, love that's that. That's how Cassandra works, right? Her curse was that nobody would believe uh, her. What's yep. the point of having premonition if <laughs> nobody's going to believe you? you exactly. this is is like my life as a parent I am not an INTJ but I'm like there's a line in Almost Famous a movie that I've seen like way too many times but where Frances McDormand is like use me and that's how I feel I'm like I have experience it's like when I told Bridget that I was smarter than her I didn't mean that I am smarter than her I just mean (laughs) I have more experience and I have been through these things and I'm not trying to harsh or mellow I don't think you need to justify yourself like I, 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 well, Dave was like, I know, I'm like, you're 12. I'm <laughs> my 45. Dad, child. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I don't, I don't mean you're dumb. I just mean like, I know what's happened. I know what's going to happen. You need, to- I have trod this path <laughs> no, yeah. before you. You see those footsteps? Yeah. Those are mine. I've been there. Just trust me. And she's like, no, I know better. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's kids. I know. <laughs> God damn it. 
Finally, Carolyn, this is something I really identify with. Carolyn says, I want to know what the cat wants. Is it <laughs> game time, lap time, closed off room time? And to be able to tell him, not now, but soon. Ugh. I, lo- I love that so much because there's so many times where I want to just be like, look, this is this is temporary. I'm shutting you in the basement because I have to open many oh, doors. And yes. you can't be trusted not to run away. I, mean, uh, I will let you out shortly. Don't panic. Do you mean your cats aren't all like Salem? I wish they were. <laughs> they look like filing him. their nails and being sassy. To well, you? they do that, yeah, but I can't reason with them. <laughs> That's like Bruce when I'm like, I will be back in five minutes. Look at me. Look at me. like look at me right now. I will be back. You're going to be okay. And he's like, Why are you leaving me? <laughs> Why are you yeah, leaving me forever? <laughs> Dogs have no sense of time. I know. So five minutes and five hours are the same. The same. Well, and also, like, I took one. So Wonky, Wonky is 18 at some point this year. Um, And she had her checkup today. And she decided recently that she doesn't like her food anymore. And she does this every once in a while where she's just like, nope, I'm not going to eat. And she lost like a pound, which is a lot for she's small and she's old and I don't want her losing any weight. And so the vet was like, yeesh. And I was like, well, it's not an appetite problem because she'll eat like those squeezy treats. She'll eat cat gogurt. She'll eat greenies (laughs) all day long. And she's like, look, grandma can have ice cream for breakfast. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) So give her whatever she wants. So I guess it's just like greenies and glucosamine treats because she's a fiend for those things. She's like, all she wants. Um. And but I also went to a very expensive fancy pet store today and got like a billion different kinds of like moose and saucy foods because that's all she wants. Yeah, She'll just eat the liquid the and leave stuff. the bits. Yeah. yeah. So I want I want the power to talk to her and just like ask her what the fuck she wants to eat. Like, God please just tell me what you will eat and I will buy it for you. Oh, these these pets, these, these dummies. Pets. Ugh. All right, let's go be witches. Let's okay. ask Chrissy how to do it. I'm, I'm <laughs> signing up. <laughs> that you can actually speak with your familiars. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, okay, let's, that accomplished, let's move on to some medium talk, which I titled The Tishi Hot Pot, A Power Hour Celebration, <laughs> which needs some unpacking. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, the Power Hour Celebration comes... Because we're recording this on Friday, which we don't normally do, Tishi After Hours. After Hours. Um, just because it's Friday evening instead, because that's different from Thursday, <laughs> I guess, somehow. And I don't know how Power Hour got into it. Um, we're not doing that. So I brought it up as a joke. Um, a Power Hour, if anybody doesn't know, is where you take a shot of beer, I think. Yeah. Uh, every minute for an hour. <sighs> and it's... It's traditionally, at least the way I've heard of it, because obviously I haven't ever done it myself, but I've heard that it's a, a thing that kids do on their 21st birthday a lot. If you say so. I have never done one either, um, and I'm really afraid, but I will. I think we should do it one, to- one time. I think one it might time. be funny. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Would it be funny? By the I end, know, we would be like... <laughs> I heard a lot of horror stories yeah. about it. A lot about, a lot about alcohol poisoning yes. on 21st birthday um, celebrations. Well, shots to, to of... The... Li- like, I've, se- I've heard of people doing, like, 21 shots on Ooh, their... That's God. 
horrible. Yeah. Like of liquor. 21 or, or like 60 shots of beer, like an ounce and a half of beer every minute is just a lot of bubbles. I think that's going to, it's, <laughs> we'll definitely get drunk, but like, it's also going to be a burping problem. Yes. So whoever yeah. edits that is going to have to be really like <laughs> <Yeah>. strong <laughs> and have a long day ahead of them. So yeah, I, th- I don't think it'll I be think- fun. Yeah, probably the 21 shots is Ooh. the one that I had in my brain. And and I got kind of obsessed with it to the point because this was when Matt was in college when I was hearing all these horror stories. And uh, Matt had a good time in college. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, to the point where every time I would talk to him, and uh, like the year before his 21st birthday, I would I would end the conversation with no power hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we got to the point where I would be like, and what do we say? And he'd be like, ah, no, no power hour. hour. <laughs> You're like, yes. I wanted to get him like so over it by the time that it came that he wouldn't go Succumb for to some it. cockamamie thing like that. Oh. So, uh, so no power hour here. Maybe stay tuned for a power hour in, in, the, the, future. Future. in the future. Oh my God. How messy. I think Bobby needs to... Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. yeah. We yeah. can't do this without Bobby. Yeah. Um. So the Tishi Hot Pot. I know where that came from. That's also from you, Meredith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm going to a Lunar New Year party tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday the ninth. Lunar New Year's tomorrow. Um. And we're going. Uh. To this party, and the the instructions are bring something for the hot pot or bring a dessert. And I don't have any idea what goes in hot pot so i'm making a dessert (laughs) what dessert are you making um i'm making they're called i don't know how to pronounce them in chinese but it's baked sweet potato sticky rice cakes um so i got like a pan that has um multiple shapes like shells kind of like madeleines or like there's like rose shapes but um i got some i got glutinous rice i got tapioca starch and a bunch of sweet potatoes, and I'm going to make them tomorrow. So this is baking. I don't know anything about. Nope, nobody does. It's interesting. <laughs> so we'll see. Whenever, whenever I think of hot pot, I think of this restaurant, the New Hong Kong Walk, that's in a strip mall not far from my house that my parents really liked. And I don't know, Mom, did you really like this, or were you just going along with Dad? But they would go, <laughs> and it's one of those where like. I'm not quite sure how this restaurant stayed in business because whenever we went there for dinner, we were like one of the only people there. Um, must have been a lot of takeout yeah. or something. Yeah. But my dad always used to order the walleye hot pot. Mm. Because walleye? Because Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, boomers pot. and their walleye, yeah. you know, in this state. It's like a delicacy to them. So he would order the walleye hot pot and it would come and it would just be like this dead white fish slices. Mm floating in broth and it was the most unappetizing thing Ooh. i've ever seen in my life Ooh. i i um, mean a ugh. lot of so like a lot of the it's like you know you it's a um communal soup i guess you know is the idea is and and everybody brings like some you you bring like thinly sliced sliced beef or wait 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 like stardew valley yes is that what they're doing yes the beef celebration? community stew. Hot pot? yes <laughs> And if you put the mayor's shorts in it, you're going to get a zero points. <laughs> you're in big trouble. Don't do that. I've never dared to try. Me neither. <laughs> I'm afraid of getting in trouble. Uh, at a video game. <laughs> yes. I don't want to ruin 
my reputation with the with the townspeople um but no you like you like thinly sliced beef or shrimp which isn't gonna hopefully it's not shrimp because gregory's gonna go um and vegetables and whatever and you just sort of like add quickly cooking stuff to it and ladle it out as they go like there i remember when i lived in dallas there was like a shabu shabu place yeah um and that was the that's kind of i think that's kind of the idea although i'll know more tomorrow yeah so you'll learn well, all of this might lead us to believe that this is yet another episode about food, but it is not. Nope. Because the hot pot concept is going uh, into the fact that we were we are doing another round of quick hits and cleaning up our reserved list. Our reserve list of topics has gotten on the long side again. And is there a show in any of these topics? I don't know. Is there five minutes of conversation in any of this topic? I don't know. We'll see. But this is our very own hot pot of topics, and we're going to make a community stew for this show. God, this is a good metaphor. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Community stew. So the two of you were starting to be like, oh, should we organize this? And contrary to my own personality, I was like, nope. We're not. Not until not until we're in the heat of this <laughs> are we figuring out what this is going to be. And so, it hurts me to not be prepared. And I there was no I couldn't be prepared. I know. But but the way that this works for me is that the preparation is to understand we're not being prepared. Sure. Sure. I get that. <sighs> like the parameters are no parameters on this. So you literally we can't do this wrong. It's like. The Anne's Horny Corner, the Hillary's Corny Corner featuring Anne. You can't do it wrong. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Let's start with one of the older ones, which is come in, have a seat. Couch talk. <laughs> Does anybody have anything they want to say about couches? Um, yes. Yeah, go. All right. I have an irritation with my couch. I have a couch. It's fine. Um... It's a fancy couch that I bought in Dallas, and I'm ready to get rid of it. Um, part of me is is torn because it was very expensive. And mm, <laughs> even yeah, though I don't love it, it was very expensive. <laughs> like, I have such a hard time throwing away expensive things. Totally. Um, but uh, there's a West Elm couch that I want, and a, there's also an inside weather couch that I want. And I'm struggling because the inside weather couch is like pet friendly and washable and kitten lady endorses it so i'm like okay but it's also like i don't know gonna be eight thousand dollars or something in the configuration that i need so i'm like uh maybe i don't know so i i'm i'm torn and in the meantime we're sitting on a couch that like i don't love it kind of has bad juju and it's not very comfortable (laughs) yeah so what am i doing Strike one, strike two, strike three. I yeah. know, I know, I know. But oh my I have God. kind of the opposite problem in that I think my couch was the first like real grown up furniture purchase. Mm. I, not to say that I've made a ton of grown up furniture purchases as I sit here in a couch in a, a house that's like furnished by IKEA um, and hand me downs. But like, I think how old was I? Twenty four. I think when I bought this couch, no, 23 and moving in with my roommate into our new place and uh, it was $900 and that was a lot yeah. of money yeah. for me. That's a lot. And so, yeah, so this couch is like over 20 years old 
and I bought it because it was big and it was comfortable. It's got these like really um, wide, gently sloping arms and it's a microfiber. So oh, yeah. like, it's really comfortable to lie on. You can lie on it yes. and, without a pillow. Yes. And everything. And but man, the when I the rare times that I actually sit on it, like it's, it sags so much. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, I need. But like. Need versus want yeah. versus want versus need. Right. I don't know. Well, that's another thing. Like, I don't need a new couch. I, know. I want a new couch. I know. And that's right. that was really, I mean, it's this is not a couch, but that was really what prompted me to do the bathroom. I mean, I did it nicer than, you know, what is needed. But I really was nervous that we were having, like, leaks or there was something going wrong. So I was like, oh, we, we got to do this now. And I, it was only until I felt like I we had to do it that we did it. It wasn't because – it, it does feel so weird just spending money because I want something different, you know? It just feels yeah. weird and, like, very capitalist and, like, I don't want this anymore. I want this. And I, I know. I have this thing where I'm like, well, it's still functional. Yeah. Like, to, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to get the floors redone eventually. Like, I can feel it building yeah. slowly. Right. I'm not there. I'm not researching anything. I, it'll get to a point where I'll be like, okay, now's it. And then within a week, I'll have all the decisions made. But, like, it's simmering in the back. But then as that's going on, I'm like, I have all this heavy, like, coffee table furniture. And I'm like, I don't want that on the new floors. So I'm going to get rid of that. And I want to get rid of the couch if I'm going to do that. So, like... I don't know. I don't know, but I don't want to. I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. Oh, you know what else I think I'm going to get and I feel better about it? I think I might buy an adjustable bed. Ooh. My mom has been Fancy. beating the drum on adjustable beds oh for years. They're so expensive. I know they're so expensive. I know that I can't get one. I was looking today and you have to get the actual frame and then you have to get, uh, I mean, a mat- the whole thing is because my mattress is getting up there in years yeah. too but i i think it's gonna be five thousand dollars minimum hey, listen it's, but, but it's your bed yeah it's your bed but then the whole idea for the first time in my life like once i do that and i can get like a little like a shallow console and mm. actually maybe like have a tv yeah in my bedroom oh my god and That's you're gonna be amazing. living large i know i've never yeah. done it before because i've never been able to sit up in bed yeah because i've always had the head of the bed under a window and right. <laughs> like i can't i can't lean against nothing no. and 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 i've slept in my one of my mom's adjustable beds at her house and it's really nice well. so, i think that's you know, a worth it that's not I know, exactly i think i feel that coming more quickly than I feel the floors coming, but I've got adjustable bed, I've got floors, I've got couch, I've got living room furniture. I know it all just starts to add up, Ugh. and it's all old. Like it's not like I got it last year and decided I didn't want it, Meredith. It's not like you got your couch last year and you're like I'm tired of no, it. No, it's like you ten years it old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God damn it, I find it so hard it to is. pull the trigger on this stuff. Um, I sort of feel the same way. My, I'm not getting a new couch anytime soon, especially with a dog who gets up on the couch, but we got a new couch. God, it was like 2018. We had this, when we first moved into this house, we got a couch because we had to get, we didn't have one that fit the living room. So we had to get one and I hated it. It had like, um, unformed pillows on the back, like sort of soft pillows that whatever. And plumpy pillows. And like, Mm -hmm. if you, if you, 
made it look nice. It looked nice, but the moment anybody sat down on it, it looked like shit. Like it just <laughs> yeah. always looked like we didn't clean the house and it's all shitty. Anyway, so then we got this new sectional that I like, except that every person in my family that sits on it, I don't know how they sit. I don't understand how they sit because it's like they're sitting with their butt like pushed in so deeply that it pushes the seat cushion out <laughs> and they get and they like don't notice it. And I then notice like that I'm like tucking seat cushions back in <laughs> because it looks shitty when the seat cushions are like halfway hanging out. So it's but we're not I mean. Mine wasn't like crazy expensive, but it also, I think it was $1,900. Like it wasn't crazy expensive, but it also was not cheap. And I'm like, we're not getting a new one until the kids are like way older. And, you know, we, this is fine for now. It's fine. It works. It works. It's not my favorite. But now I feel like now I know what I want. So the next time I get one, I'll be like, all right. And actually I'm looking at inside weather and I'm like, that's a nice looking couch. Mm -hmm. Or Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. I'm not ready to drop a eighty six hundred dollars but well if somebody has like recommendations for um cat friendly fabric on a couch please let me know um hemp please please, (laughs) a couple of hemp couches (laughs) sure um do do you guys are your families like couch sprawlers or like i say this because i don't believe either of my parents have ever sat on a couch and not like put both their feet firmly on the floor. No way. And sat back. No. Like that. You like, sit I've on one cushion. <laughs> Is this a Midwest thing? You don't want to impose, like, you don't want to take up too much oh. space. You yeah, sit maybe. on one cushion and you put your feet on the floor and that's it. I mean, like, when you're having a party, you don't drape yourself over other people's furniture. But when I'm sitting, theoretically, sitting on the couch, I'm usually like my legs are pulled up yeah. or tucked beneath me or something. I so I I don't need to be connected to the ground. No, God, in that way when I'm sitting. Half the time I'm laying down when I'm on a couch. I'm like mm, I need to be in repose right now. Um, no, yeah, I feel like I don't ever sit on the couch with like just like I'm in a school or something like feet right, on the ground. My parents had a no feet on the couch rule. Oh no, my and parents there was didn't. nothing I wanted to do more <laughs> than put like put my feet up on the couch. <laughs> like I wasn't gonna wear my shoes. No, 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 on them. But no, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I, I lay back on a couch. I'm like, let's get relaxing right now. Couches are for couching. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. All right, look at that. We got we did some couch it. talk. Um, <laughs> where is the other oh, strike through? All right, what else we've got? Uh, reassessing Indiana Jones <laughs> ranked. Well, we all know what my favorite one is. It's the Last Crusade. It's my my one true. Yeah, North. but the but the love story is so oh, weird. it's terrible. It's so bad. I don't really care as much about that. I like that it's really it's. I mean, in retrospect looking at it it's really weird that it's basically about how Indy and his dad both fuck the same woman that's gross yep. um, <laughs> cool. um but i like the naziness of it i don't know I didn't. They, but raiders of the lost ark yes. is all nazified it, as well it is Rory I, rubbing off on you he 100 percent <laughs> is i think because of my age of, because I saw Raiders, but I was like too young and probably a little bit scared of it. Then I oh. saw Temple of Doom and I hated it, like hated it with my whole yeah. body. I, it was so scary yeah. to me. And then I was, it was, I, 
I, it was 1989 when um, Last Crusade came out because it was the same year that Batman came out. It was like this huge, it was like the beginning of the blockbuster summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being really scared to go see Indiana Jones because I was so scared during Temple of Doom. And I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And it, I was like in going into fifth grade. So it was just like a right time for me to see it that I was like, oh, this is my favorite one. So now like I like Raiders of the Lost Ark just as much as the next person. But like for whatever reason... Uh, Last Crusade is just like the one that that got me. I yeah, haven't I'm, seen the other two though. I haven't seen King, King no, of the Crystal Skull or the recent one. Nope. Cause I don't know. I like sometimes I think we can just let things lie. Yes. You know, we can we can end things. Yeah, it's okay. We don't have to keep milking IP. No, and it's until like, Harrison Ford's ninety five years old. I mean, truly, he's in his eighties. Yeah. I mean, listen, he can kind of still get it, but like he's in his eighties, <laughs> and like we need to. I need to think fondly upon Indiana Jones. I don't want to think like, oh God, you know, they like milk that dry until they drove that right into the ground i don't remember so i think okay rages of the lost ark came out before i was born so i don't think i saw i obviously i did not see that in the theater (laughs) i'm pretty sure that my dad took me and my sister to see last crusade in the theater and he like tried to cover our eyes during the scary parts, but just covered our mouths. So we saw it. We saw like <laughs> that's oh, so honey. horrible. It's like you like want to scream. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I've seen them since. Like I've never rewatched them, so I don't like have, have a, a good connection. grasp of what happens. I remember like skulls and yeah, quick dr- sand maybe and Drinking. running away from a boulder, but like very Raiders vague. Yeah, it is I, very I think, vague. I, I think that's the best one. I think also one of the things that I didn't understand about Temple of Doom was the will they, won't they with Kate Capshaw. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's a terrible character. Yeah. No offense to the actress. Yeah. Like, but she was very irritating. Yeah. Um, but I didn't understand why they were fighting all the time. I think I was just too young to kind of get the... And then, like, I'm really mad at you, and I'm going to kiss you. I mean, I understand that now after having read that horny <laughs> corner book, obviously. But at the I've time, never been that mad. Just... I don't understand that. <laughs> like, so simultaneously mad. mad and attracted to someone. Like, I'm just mad at you. I'm not attracted to you secretly. No. Like, I don't actually like want to kiss you or anything. And I, I just, I didn't like. I mean, once. We can all agree that, like, the child slavery yeah. and the human sacrifice and stuff, like, oh, that was brutal. Wild. God. But, oh. but then those adult dynamics, I really didn't understand very well. No, I didn't either. I don't, yeah, no, it was weird. I, now, see, now I'm thinking another reason why maybe I liked, and this is like my little, like, white girl um, Eurocentricness, is that I think I really liked. Um, the uh, last crusade because it was like somewhat European. So I was like, Ooh, they're in Italy. Like, this is fun. <laughs> um, and I European. thought it seemed like, very, I know I thought it seemed very glamorous. Yeah. The, the Kate Cavshaw of it all. I mean, I guess that's where, what's his face where Steven Spielberg met her. I don't know. Yep. I don't know what the, actually I was listening to an interview with Amy Irving the other day. Um, and she was talking, she was supposed to be cast as, Marion in Raiders of the Lost Ark, but they were getting divorced or whatever. Like they were broken up at the time. So he was like, no, (laughs) you're not getting that. Sorry. Um, Because she actually kind of has a similarity. I mean, 
in that they're both brunettes. I mean, that's like where they're like cute brunette, like little brunettes that I think yep. they sort of fit. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think, should I watch Kingdom of the Crystal School or the new one? Like, maybe I'd have a good time with it, but it's like, well, I'm, like, oh, I'm just going to. I'm not watching Kingdom of the Crystal School because no. I don't like Shia LaBeouf. I... Never have. Never saw the appeal. <laughs> I had like a brief moment of enjoying him on like, um, he would be like on talk shows or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's kind of funny. Like, he's kind of a funny kid. He's, uh, you know, a little bit smarter. But then it just got weirder and weirder. And I think a lot of drugs. Yeah. A lot of drugs. Yeah. A lot of. A lot of getting high on his own supply. And a maybe. lot of, this is the thing, you can't be, they, you can't be like, I mean, child actors are, it's almost always like a bad idea, but especially when you're like the main economic force in your family, like that's never going to turn out well. Like you're mm-hmm. always going to be fucked up. You're not set up for success at all. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we didn't rank them, but. Well, I, I mean, definitely I think. Culturally, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most important one, and then, but the most important one to me is <laughs> Last Crusade. I mean, I think I learned, quote unquote, learned more about the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Like, what is the Holy? I had a good idea of what the Ark of the Covenant kind of was before Raiders, but Last Crusade, the whole oh. concept of like the Templars yes. and yeah. it's all it's all nutty anyway. Well, but- I got that from Dan Brown mostly. And Aramaic well. Jehovah starts with I. I I still like think about that because when he's having to spell Jehovah, like he has to go walk on the letters. <laughs> oh yeah, and he goes J, yes. and then the whole thing like. Cr- so i i have questions about them having long like so is indiana jones like and his dad like they live forever i mean is that (laughs) because they drink out of the holy grail i don't know i have a lot of questions (laughs) but they only i think it was that you only live for forever as long as you stay stay in in the magical cave oh right 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 it's like no, I think that's like in Jordan or something. And a part of me is like, oh, I want to go. But then I'm like, that's embarrassing because I want to go because of Indiana <laughs> because Jones. Because of Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, like it's a cool historical stuff. But I don't know if I'm really the kind of person who wants to go somewhere where I might plausibly have to ride a camel yeah. to get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they must have trucks. I'm sure they must have they trucks have to. to go there. Yeah, but- no, they have to. But, you know, I don't know. That whole area of the world is not a place where, like, I'm super enthusiastic to go sightseeing right now. And maybe that's doing it a disservice. But, like, I don't want to get within a 5,000-mile radius of the Middle East these days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. One time my mom, like, in 20, I don't know, 10 or something, she was going to go to Syria. She was going to go to Damascus. And then it was like, that's when everything was like starting to happen. I was like, I mean, everything is always kind of happening, but it was like really bad then. And we're like, mom, please don't go there. <laughs> I know that it's cool. It's like, you know, the cradle of civilization, basically, but like, maybe not right now. Yeah. And I don't, as a woman, yeah, <laughs> as the father of daughters, as a woman, I'm like, I don't, I don't love, even in, in Iraq and you look at how women's rights have devolved yeah, yeah. from like the seventies yeah. and eighties to like, you look at all those old pictures yeah. of they're wearing uh, like mini skirts ro- and stuff, wearing mini skirts and they've got their heads uncovered and all of that. And now like they're walking down the streets in burqas with yeah. male escorts. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know as, as, as I don't want to put myself into that particular. Yeah soup of repression yes. like it goes to show you that it, 
could happen in this country. Totally. We could be repressed right back into mandatory if high don't heels and vote. Skirts. I know. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not it's not um we don't have to dress like especially if Trump is back in, it's like we have to dress like super slutty. Like uh, you know, it's like you dress like you're like in an eighties soap opera or something. That's like how he wants us all to look. Oh, dress like you're a Fox News <laughs> yes, exactly. female anchor. Yep. We're all going blonde. Y'all are going blonde. I've got to Just like you want to be his lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that woman. God. And I love that there's these memes that are like, uh, good luck, Democrats. This is our lawyer. And you're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> good job. Congrats. <laughs> See, the problem is, like, what good is it that she's so awful and so incompetent if she's so unself-reflective yeah. and unself-aware that she can't realize it. Yeah, but she's so pretty. Oh, my God. Or whatever, that interview that she did where she said she'd rather be pretty than smart, oh essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, well, good job. If that works out, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> you did it. Uh, oh, dear. All right. Well, from Indiana Jones <laughs> to the new fascism. Fascism. <laughs> Culture. <laughs> uh, let's go one down from that and talk about cuteness differentials. <laughs> I don't remember what the, the oh, metric I know, is. I know what this is. This is things that were were cute and then evolved into something that's very like a like a glow down kind of. And I think my recollection is it like baby alligators. Oh, baby yeah. alligators mm. are cute. cute. Like I saw Steve Irwin. <laughs> Once holding up a little baby alligator and it was going, meh, meh, meh. And it was the cutest thing. And then it sounds like, like it's proceed. about to throw up. What, what was that <laughs> sound? <laughs> and then a couple of years down the road, they're gross looking yeah. like an adult alligator or crocodile. Those things are ugly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to you know. So- you know what I think? So my problem is. Um, this is a problem in my life a lot. Um, hippopotamuses are cute as hell, but like yep. one of the most deadly animals on the planet. So yep. I would love to hang out with a hippo, but it would pro- it could just like chomp me in one bite and I'd be right. dead. You want to hang out with like baby Fiona. Yes. Right? What zoo is she oh. at? I don't remember. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. But then once they put on a couple of tons of weight, know. right, mm. they'll snap you in half with those like dull teeth somehow. Like they have yep. the most and- powerful jaws. <laughs> oh, I went through a phase where I was watching uh, YouTube shorts of like hippos crunching watermelons. Oh, yes. they're just pulverizing so <laughs> those watermelons. And it's so gross looking like their teeth and their mouths and ugh. But they're cute, and they're so chunky, and they fart underwater, and it makes bubbles, and it's so funny. Hey, I saw a video of a capybara farting in the bathtub. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I don't think there's any cuteness differential with capybaras. They're just always cute. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, like, what else? So is this an animal, like a baby animal thing? And what is it that makes baby animals cute? Oh, there have been, like, studies on this. I mean, it's, like, the size of their heads, right? Like, way out of proportion to their bodies. Their eyes are humongous um, and far apart. And there's something in that that makes us be like, oh, my gosh, I must protect and love Mm -hmm. this creature, uh, even though it's annoying and inconvenient and, you know, ruins my life. But I, I I have to continue to care for it. 
I mean, like, same with children. That's how Please, babies my work. God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus Survival hormones. mechanism. Yeah. So, like, so this makes sense because I don't think baby snakes are cute. But. See, I kind of do. Oh, weird. I like baby snakes. snakes don't have disproportionately large heads and wide set eyes. No. So they kind of don't meet the standards for that. The beauty standards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they, don't, they don't meet Western beauty standards. <laughs> Unrealistic yeah. beauty standards for snakes. Come on, Anne. <laughs> Get with the times. All snakes and are beautiful. I... No, they're not. <laughs> um, I'm with Indiana Jones on this one. Snakes, why have to be snakes? <laughs> I also do not think baby monkeys are cute. But as you know, I despise monkeys in all forms. <laughs> and I don't just mean monkeys. I mean great apes. I call them all monkeys. Mm-hmm. I find them. Lemurs are monkey-esque, and I think they're cute. Yeah. But monkeys are just too creepy for me. Like, I find more the um, the mirroring of human traits. Like, when you see the mom monkey cradling the baby monkey, mm-hmm. that's kind of cute because it's got that similarity to us. Like, the, the human behaviors in animals can be cute. Yeah. But... Uh, Baby monkeys look scraggly. I know you've always had kind of a thing against monkeys. Um, (laughs) I do. And I, that's fine. I think they're cute and, but also I kind of think they're a little bit sad, especially when they're overly humanized. Like they shouldn't be living in a house, et cetera. They should, you know, them being in a zoo is mostly fine, but also kind of can be icky. Yeah, I get it. Um, But I do kind of, setting all that other problematic stuff aside, I think they're very cute. And I think it's because they look like, infants um, i will grant you that like baby orangutans yeah. are cuter than adult orangutans. <laughs> well yeah adult orangutans are cute in their own way but <laughs> the babies have those gigantic heads and gigantic eyes i think that's what it is i do look at bruce speaking of like wanting to talk to your animals i do look at bruce and i'm like what did you look like when you were a puppy expecting him <laughs> to be like well actually you know you know xyz thing. well he should yeah he well, you know talk. what makes me sad is, you know, because like I said, Wonky is 18 at some point this year. I don't know when. And we decided we used a, a series of very scientific methods to figure out her birthday um, last year, which involved reading the horoscopes for that day and figuring out which one <laughs> sounded more like her. Sure. Um, and it's we the decided, one time I think horoscopes actually, yeah, like, it was actually useful we decided that she was born in july and then we did a series of over unders like okay so if like based on her behavior so like if she um doesn't eat any of her dry food tonight she'll be born in the first half of the month and if she does it'll be the second half and then we narrowed it down from there and we i think we landed on like july 7th or something so that's like when we're gonna buy her her pack of cigarettes and a a playboy (laughs) or whatever wasn't that like mike's birthday for her 18th birthday I don't I think, know. I think it was question. the 12. I think yeah, it was his birthday was right around yeah. then, like that week. Yeah. Aw, it would have been great if it was the same. <laughs> if they could celebrate he together, would have been he would. He would yeah. have celebrated yeah. with Wonky. Yes. But like, where was I going with this? I don't even remember. I don't know. <laughs> you wish that you could have seen her when I she wish, was a baby? No, I, well, yes, I do wish that. But also, oh, yeah. So it makes me sad. And I have four cats and it makes me sad times four that like today could be her birthday and I wouldn't know it. Right. Like <laughs> she wouldn't know it either. So who cares? But like it kind of makes me sad that that day goes by without being recognized the day Aww. that her actual birthday is. Aww. I wish I knew what it was. 
Maybe she's one of those people that doesn't want the attention on her birthday. <laughs> she's like, don't yeah. worry about it. Well, please don't you, sing to me. If you met Wonky, me. you would know she would love the attention. <laughs> she's a Hillary about her birthday. <laughs> so I want to know how far we can take this particular concept. Is this, does this just apply to animals? Or are there other things where there is a cuteness differential from one point in their lifespan into another point of their lifespan. Well, I assume this doesn't apply to inanimate objects. I watched, I don't know, what, well, I do know what compelled me. Okay, so on Blank Check, this podcast that I mentioned almost constantly, they covered um, David Fincher a couple months ago. And I had seen, weirdly, had seen most of his movies. I mean, not weirdly, I just, I don't think of myself as being a super fan, but obviously I love the social network. So, but I was like, oh yeah, I've seen seven. And I was like, and Rory was like, you've seen seven. Like that doesn't seem like that your style of movie. And I was like, it was just so popular that like, I just saw it. Like everybody saw it. And I saw fight club because it was omnipresent in my college years. So I've seen these movies and I was like, you know, you know what movie I haven't seen? Cause it just seemed kind of treacly to me. was the curious case of Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. Low, yeah. key, low key I actually liked it because I think I had such low expectations that I was like I really enjoyed it like it was it's basically just about death I mean that's kind of all it's about you know whatever but I was like god he was such an ugly baby when he was like a baby <laughs> like when he's like an old man baby but then when he's Brad Pitt and he's in the prime part you're like god damn He's good looking. Like he was, that's the magic trick of the movie is that he's so good looking when he's good looking. But when he was the old man baby, you're like, Ooh, that baby is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) It was a gross looking baby. Yeah. This is part of, um, Brad Pitt's death genre along with meet Joe Black. Oh God. I mean, Mm -hmm. truly I saw that in the theater and I remember spoiler when he gets hit with the car, everybody started laughing. That it was, was like, not a good movie. <laughs> no, that was such a bad movie. That was such a bad movie. Oh well, I mean, no offense to her. Okay, so in Curious Case of Benjamin Button, his paramour his is Kate Blanchett, who's, you know, a pretty good actress. And yep. in uh Mijo Black bit. it was Claire Forlani, who I only really knew from oh, Mole yeah. Rats. So I don't you know, that I don't think her She's career, gorgeous though. Oh I mean she's beautiful, but um her acting ability was not great. And no, that was just a, that was a, that was again, a kind of like everybody's going to see it. We got to see this movie. And I was like, this movie sucks. What is this movie? <laughs> um, but you know, it's funny when babies are born, not Benjamin button, but there are babies that you'll see somebody. Like, oh, this person had a baby and they'll show you a picture. You're like, that looks like an old man. Like yeah. that is not. And then they usually grow into it. You know, I looked like my great grandma for a while. <laughs> Like, there's a picture of us together, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we have the same face. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, yeah. But, you know, kids go through. It is weird. Like, there'll be times when I look at my I mean, I always think my kids are beautiful and cute. But, like, there'll be times where I'm like, oh, they're so cute. Like, I want to squeeze them. And then sometimes you're like, you're going through an awkward stage right now. Yeah. Like, And then you see a photograph of Rory. Yes. And then I'm like... <gasps> Oh. Making the goofy oh, face. No. Angel face. He just hasn't learned to pose yet. No, no. Bridget really got my posing. Rory's like, I don't know what he's doing. How he's like moving or he's grimacing. Yeah, yeah I don't. It just sort of looks like he's going home half the time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which, or he's asking a question. He's like, I can't be bothered to stop and right, pose for this. Right. Oh, God love okay. him. Okay, oh, baby. Um, All right, let's cross that one off. Yes, the list. yeah. Let's... We've milked that. Um. I want to talk about traumatic meals of oh, our childhood. God. Oh my god! <laughs> this pro- 
probably could honestly be a show, but yes. we don't need another food-centric no. show for the foreseeable future. Um, I remember I was thinking about this because w- one time my dad made me a lemon chicken. My dad did not cook. No offense, dad. You don't cook. But I don't know why he made lemon chicken. And it was so disgusting to me. That's not really a traumatic meal because I feel like if I had it now, I'd probably like it fine. I just like my palate wasn't ready for it. But one time my parents were out of town and we had a babysitter, this old lady. I don't even remember. I don't know how my parents found her, but she was staying with me and my brother. And I usually, you know, canonically, I have Count Chocula in the morning, but she fed me obviously. like, yeah, obviously. But she was like, no, 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 no. And she made, it, she made me eat like, some, it wasn't frosted, maybe like life cereal or whatever, some flake cereal. And she made me, and this will upset you, she made me put sliced bananas on top of it. And oh. I, was, I was like so upset about it. I was like crying. And I wasn't, usually I was pretty good with babysitters. You know, I always wanted them to like me. So it was like, I was, but I was pissed. I was so mad. I think my mom came home and I'm like, she made me eat sliced bananas on my cereal. <laughs> uh yeah that was that that haunted me my mom was a um you know she had a full-time job and three young kids she was busy um and she still she felt it was really important to make us a meal for dinner every night and that we all sat down and ate together um so this was something that happened Every night, it was really important to her. But she had, like, meals that were easy and that she would rotate. So, like, every week, it was kind of the same rotation of stuff. And she made this one dish that I still – I still really have a problem with cooking ground beef. Um, I think it just smells really foul. And I think it's gross and horrible. And it's because she would – this dish was nothing but ground beef and cho- like diced potatoes oh, in a yeah. skillet. Yeah. And that was it. There was like no sauce, no seasoning, no nothing. It was just woof, boy. And there was nothing else to it. Um, and there was nothing else like added. There was no side. It was just that. And I'm sorry, mom, but oh my God, <laughs> she doesn't make it anymore. But oh, it that was does just something sound like, like an 80s kind of dish where it was yeah. like, it's easy. Just put it in the pot and it's ready to go. And it's dry as shit. Yeah, it was not good. Like, all you could do was put a bunch of salt on it. Um, yeah. And so I'm, like, kind of traumatized. That was That's my big trauma meal. Um, the, the good news is that we got sort of, like... She didn't give us a lot of choices. It wasn't like, oh, I'll make you your own special meal. No. Like, she would have kicked no. us out no. the door before she did that. But if we really didn't want to eat what she was making, she would make us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that was always peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> night for me because I hated like, that. Actually, mess. mom, I don't want to eat this. Yeah, I really hate this. <laughs> and what's yours? There's, there's one famous, infamous. <clears throat> Um, meal in our family that we haven't talked about for a long time because it was a long time ago and I don't remember any of the particulars other than that my mom who is a good cook tried a new recipe that was called safari supper and it was so bad that my stepsister cried (laughs) (laughs) what is in it what does that entail I have no idea I just googled it to see if it would pop up out of the depths of the internet, but unfortunately, um, what comes up is the concept of progressive dinner. A progressive dinner is more recently been called safari supper. Oh, so I mean, what I guess that this? kind of 
makes sense. You know, it's like where you go from house to house. Like everybody prepares a dish at their own yeah. house and everybody yeah. goes like around. appetizer, dinner, dessert, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've, church groups do it a lot. At least that's my experience with it. My roommate and I went to a couple in college when we were going to the little Lutheran church there it was so tiny there was like 15 people going to the church and they were so impressed that we were from the midwest like land of lutheranism but uh but since we were college kids and living in a dorm we did not have to host any part of the progressive dinner yes just got to go and eat at other people's houses but anyway the the now the term safari supper seems i can't find anything about an actual what is it? Anne's mom. I've never heard of this. What is it? Gene, tell us. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to mention that just brings a shudder to my spine is what we called fish stew from Dr. Pritikin. Oh. And I don't know if either of you are very familiar with the Pritikin diet. I've heard of it, but I'm not. I have two, but I don't. Yeah, no. it's a low fat diet. I'm reading from WebMD. Uh, so that I can make sure I got it right. It's a low-fat diet based on vegetables, grains, and fruits. The concern is not calorie, but calorie density. So you want to choose foods that aren't calorie-dense, meaning they have relatively few calories per pound. For example, a pound of raw broccoli has 130 calories, and a pound of chocolate chip cookies has 2,140 calories. God, so, so we should have the chocolate chip the cookies. The less, no, oh. the less calorically <laughs> dense, dense. And so you don't have to like count the calories, but you do have to be able to figure out the calorie density of it. And I don't know that my mom was necessarily a devotee of Dr. Burdekin, but my parents were very con- conscious of eating healthy and eating low fat and eating lots of vegetables and brown rice and all that stuff. That's so delicious when mm-hmm. you're an adult yeah. and so not delicious when you're a kid. Yes. And I don't know. I don't think it was a, I think it was one of those combo like manuals and cookbooks maybe sure like a yeah whatever that she had and she used to make this fish stew going back to my hot pot thing that was full of these just dead white fish slices and i seem to remember there was like some a a very light smattering of breadcrumbs and some diced tomatoes carbs what salt and pepper (laughs) and i think you baked it in the oven It, it wasn't actually a stew it was Although it was very soupy. I bet it made the house smell great. Yep. And she served it on a bed of rice. And I just Mm. dreaded every time we had that meal. But it was so helpful, uh, healthy, and so non-calorically dense, I'm sure, that it fit the bill. But I, it's probably another one of those reasons why I don't love fish that much. Yeah, Yeah. because you associate it with... Yeah, yep. All, and, but I mean, on the other hand, about once a year, she used to do a fish fry. Oh, so that's she fun! Would just fry once that a year. Up and we loved that. <laughs> yeah, I know, once a year. But I think that wasn't enough to offset the horror and loathing. Yeah, Dominican's fish stew. Oof. Yeah, Yikes. I don't know. I've I've been so I've been going to the gym for a couple months, and I let myself get conned into having a personal trainer. And he, Chris, right? Chris, yep. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. He's great. Um, and he has been harping on me to eat more protein. And that's the to, thing. Protein yeah. is so well, hot right now. It's so hard. Now <laughs> I'm supposed to be getting 140 grams a day, which is so hard. It's hard to, to do. do that. Yeah. 
So now I'm like, I like when we first started having appointments, he was like, what do you feel about supplements? And I was like, no, thank you. They're yeah. unregulated and they're full yeah. of mercury and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And now here I am. I got myself a shaker bottle and I drink my little protein shake and I put creatine in it and I put collagen in it. You're like so yoked. You're ready to go. A, he was like, we're going to make you a gym rat. And I was like, no. But yeah, I totally am. But anyway, what, it's interesting, though, because I've changed like – you can't get 140 grams of no, protein while just, eating low cal and like no. you just can't. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. So I've adjusted like my feelings about how many cal like okay, eating 1200 calories a day has not made me look like a supermodel yet and I think at 42 it's not going to. So I'm kind <laughs> of like maybe I should change my tactics. Um not that that's actually my goal, but it just didn't wasn't doing anything yeah. different, right? Like nothing was changing. Um and I wanted more muscle. I wanted more strength. And you can't do that while starving yourself. And no. so I'm like trying really, really, really hard now to eat more. And I still can't like hit my calorie goal now. Like I'm trying to get like 2,100 calories a day. And it's really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. <laughs> and <laughs> because it's not a like it's like totally the opposite of what I've been told my whole life. Like women are always told we need to be right. smaller and eat less and eat like no, and a pound of broccoli right and i can't do that no um, 130 calories yep. <laughs> yeah well then i wouldn't have any room for protein powder and i gotta get that in there somehow so uh, it's really I laughed, weird i laughed when you said it's almost impossible to get in 2100 calories because i was i was watching twitch today and the streamer that i was watching it's a guy in his 20s and he's actually an actor, like not a super successful actor, but you know, maybe we'll see. We'll see how he's been in a few things. But he was talking about how he wants to get fit and, you know, he wants to lose some body fat. And he said he's on a diet now and he has to uh, eat only 2,200 calories <laughs> a day. And he's like, and guys, that's so little food. <laughs> and I was like, 2,200 calories. If you had told me I in know. my dieting oh my days God. that so I was aiming for 2,200 calories, oh I would have cried with joy. Yeah, right? It's such a relief, right? Yeah. my When I was on Jenny Craig in eighth grade, I think my calories had to be under 1,000 and under. Oh, a thousand, God. a thousand, oh, which is, I know, which is wrong. Yeah. Because metabolically you need 1100 calories a day just to, to live. run your basic yeah. function. I know it's insane. Oh, I this know. makes me sad. I know. Well, you know, ah, that's one of those things that we didn't know. We just know. None yeah. of those know. programs were based in science. No, it was no, just like, at all. you need to lower Fewer your calories. Calorie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I know I've been trying to add more protein. I've been eating. A- Actually, I really like this. Some people think it's gross. If Phyllis is listening, I know she'll gag at this. I really love cottage cheese and it has a lot of protein so in it. Do I. So I do too. Um, I like the Breakstones cottage cheese and I'm like, mm, those so little guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, mm, so excited to have this right now. <laughs> I often will just take the tub out of the refrigerator oh, totally. and have a couple of spoons. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, I did that before we started. Well, I had a bagel too, but (laughs) I was, before we started recording, I was like, I'm sort of hungry. I don't want to go two hours of recording without something to eat. I'll just have a couple of spoonfuls of cheese. And then I decided I also needed a bagel. But anyway, sometimes, occasionally I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be really hungry. You're like, "Mm." and then I stagger down to the kitchen and have a couple of spoonfuls of cottage cheese. Well, yeah, it keeps you full for a little while. Yeah, it's great. No, I like it too. I agree. This is protein talk. (laughs) 
All right, shall we do one more quick hit on one yeah. more? Yeah. yeah, let's. Which we do. Well, we can't do the job ones because no. that really no, is that's a Bobby. whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, accents. Yeah, I don't know why. We just put the word. Accents. I think I was like, I'm thinking mean. about accents. Well, okay, so. Um, I am kind of obsessed with accents and, and I have no scientific basis. Like anytime I try to read up on accents, like where they come from or just sort of what it means to like from Boston, like when you drop your R or when you say your O in a certain way, I'm like, I'll start to read up on it. Read up meaning like I look at the Wikipedia page. Like it's not like I'm doing, going to like the textbook or anything. And I just, I I can't understand it because it is very scientific and there's a very specific vocabulary that goes with linguistics that I don't understand really. It's like a different language to me, but I'm so fascinated by both the existence of accents and where it kind of places you as far as like geography and also um, class and race, I guess, and, and all that stuff, but also how it's like kind of going away a little bit. I think the three of us and and Bobby and Christy as well, where we're sort of examples of like the TV generation. There is a, a little bit of an accent in all of us, probably maybe Bobby the most, but like a little bit of an accent in all of us, but it's mostly, we have just like American accents. So you think think. Bobby has, I think you have more of an accent, but that's just to my ear, right? I think Bobby has more of an accent. Mostly in that there's certain things that he says, you know, like, salad and Dallas or whatever Mm -hmm. like he I can I can peg him but I'm I find it so fascinating and it's like please don't peg Bobby (laughs) (laughs) Sam would not appreciate that sorry Sam um I just think it's such a I don't well and you know my husband's from Boston and I his parents had two different accents and I thought it was sort of fast they're from different classes really and sort of different parts of Massachusetts. I mean, they're from his dad was from Boston and his mother was from what is now a suburb of Boston, probably was a little bit more rural back then. Um, and they had two totally different accents. I don't know. And like, I think as my parents have gotten a little bit older, their accents have gotten stronger. Like they are, they sound more Texas-y to me than they did when I was a kid. And maybe cause I was just around it. I didn't really notice it. Anyway, I think I just always think it's sort of fascinating and, um, this is the last thing I'll say is I remember uh, way back in the day, this must've been when Bloomberg was first the mayor, like he was first elected mayor of New York and he's originally from Boston. I mean, grew up in Boston. I think he went to Harvard. He lived there for a long time and then moved to New York, maybe in his mid twenties or thirties or something. And he had worked really hard to sound like a New Yorker. And there is such a, dis- it's weird because they're so they're pretty closely related to each other, but they're, it's, it's different. You can tell when somebody's from New York as opposed to when somebody's from Boston. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's sort of, I don't know. I just sort of think it's fascinating how it all s- starts out and how it's kind of not there anymore. My kids don't really have accents. They don't sound like they're from Texas. They just, when like I was in, when I lived in Dallas, I learned to discern the Dallas. like Dallas oh, has its own Dallas accent has. for there's sure. A, there's a, I grew up in this area called Highland park or the park cities. And there is an accent that's like, Hey y'all, what's going on? Like it's sort yep. of um a Valley Girl Southern. It's a Valley accent. Girl Texas accent. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's... And you can you, I don't know, I can still p- pick it out. Yes. And Hillary, you definitely have it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, sure. I sound like a Valley Girl with a cold most of the time, but I could but then I'll get into the y'all of it all. And... Yeah. I don't think you have it like super strong, but no. um I can definitely hear it. And I noticed that 
um, when I lived there, like people from Houston don't sound like that. No, 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 no. No. And people from like West Texas don't sound like that. It's just it's really interesting. Um, I guess my thing about accents is Michigan obviously has kind of a a nasally um, whiny. I I have no love for the Michigan accent. I think it sounds horrible. I hate it. <laughs> and I've done. I do everything I can to not sound that way, but I do sound that way a lot. And um, I just think it's really yucky sounding. I I think that um, living here and being from here, I've noticed there's a difference between the Southeast Michigan accent. So like people who live in Metro Detroit versus people who live in Grand Rapids sound very different um, to my ear. Um, People in Southeast Michigan sound a lot more nasally. They'll be like, um, you know, NPR, Um, (laughs) you know, it's very Bobby's world. Um, And the, the, I say that because the people on NPR are all here yeah. Um, the people on Michigan radio are from here, from this side of the state. And so they all sound very um, Southeast Michigan and it's gross and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of like love it, but if no offense to my family, if they're listening, but like when I go to Boston, I love it in theory, but when I'm surrounded by it constantly, I'm like, pronounce your fucking R. Like it's not that hard. Just pronounce it. But <laughs> my, my company is based in Boston. We have a few people who are definitely, you know, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. And I don't think you really have an accent. The only time it's sort of like with Bobby, there's certain words that you say that like when you say R-O-R-O-O-M, it's different. It's different than I say. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm always like, oh, that's so cute. There it is. (laughs) It's popping out to say hello. Yeah. I don't know. You could kind of hear it in my dad more than any of us, but he grew up in rural Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like deep. Midwestern, Northern Midwest, Midwest yeah. stuff, but you know, talking about unpleasant accents, the Minnesota accent is is in a special category. Why I remain upset at the movie Fargo, I know. and every time Fargo, and every time <laughs> they do like a new, like the TV series of Fargo, it's kind of an anthology, kind yeah, of series, I think right? So. Yeah, like every season seems to be a new cast, yeah. which means it's a new group of people trying to do that accent. <laughs> I know. I heard varying degrees of success. I heard the one um, she was in um, Ted Lasso, and she's English. Oh, Juno, Juno Temple. Temple. And I, I heard saw that. everybody's I that like, on, um, "Ooh, this is <laughs> okay." <laughs> she, was it on Colbert or so, yeah. something like that? Yeah, yeah I she, yeah trying too hard yeah. on that one. <laughs> like I could see where she was going with it, but Hillary, I want to ask since you're so like interested in accents, have you ever seen that YouTube video where it's the accent expert? Like breaks down commenting on movie accents. No, oh, no, no, no. It breaks down. He's a scholar of some sort. He's breaking down American accents, and he he like he starts up in the northeast, and then he just goes like down the coast oh. and, in, and and all no. the way down there. There's there's three parts to this. Let's see, fourteen minutes, eleven minutes. Who is it? Is it John uh, McWatters? Wired. No, oh, no, no. Okay. It's from Wired. This guy is kind of cute with a beard. Um, but as he's doing it, like as he moves down the coast and starts talking about a new accent, he goes into the accent and it is amazing Wow, what he does. I'm going to find it. I'm going to, I, cause I can't do it. I can't mimic accents except like ones that are natural to me. Like I can't mimic any accent. So I'm always, I think it's amazing when somebody can do it and do mm-hmm. it convincingly. Yeah. 
please send it to me. Oh, My yeah. favorite thing yeah. is when people are pretending to do an accent on a TV show or a movie, and I'm like, I think that's fake. And then I Google them, and they're, it's like, oh, they're from Australia. I'm like, ha ha, I, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> You're knew faking it. that American accent. It's not very good. <laughs> I put it in Slack for you. Okay, like, yeah. And, and it's like, it's one of those things where I was like, I'm not watching an 18-minute video of this. And then 16 minutes in, you're like, oh, my God, I could watch this forever. <laughs> Who's I mean, 18 minutes? He is kind of cute. It he is. is kind of cute. Tishy after hours. I know what I'm doing after hours. I'm watching a YouTube. Watching a Wired video. <laughs> oh, he is kind of cute. Ooh, yep. I'm so, ooh, I'm so excited. I was, my college roommate, Rachel, um, her dad I mean, she's from South Carolina. She's from Columbia, South Carolina, and her dad is from South Carolina. And it's funny, like, the different kind of Southern accents. I mean, obviously, there's so many different kinds of accents. But, like, you know, there's the sort of, like, hick accent, and there's the real country accent. You know, they're all the... Oh, you got to watch this video. I know. Well, her dad has that very... Um, the Piney Woods accent yes. he talks about. It sounds... How to not say this meanly... Or, like, disparagingly. It's not disparaging. It's just, like, her dad was a straight man, or is a straight man. He's still alive. And he did not. He kind of had an affect to his voice that sounded like, hey, Rachel, what's going Like, he kind of sounded like Mr. Garrison on, <laughs> on South Park. <laughs> and I always thought it sounded so funny because he's, like, this, you know, burly kind of southern guy. But he was he was raised... I think kind of wealthy. So it was like he had this, I don't know. It was, it, but it's interesting. I'm very excited to watch this. This is what I'm doing tonight. Uh, no, no social network, no spotlight. I'm watching this accent guy. Accent tour. Yes. Honestly, I think I might watch it again. I've probably watched it two or three times so far. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, All right. Well, I think we did it. Yeah. I think we done did it. Yeah. We did it. We did. We got one, two, three, four, five. Look at topics us. off Good. the reserve list. Us. And I think we had in- interesting conversations yeah, about them. For sure. Uh, uh, question of the week. Hmm. What is your favorite accent? Yes. 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 That's good. That's good. Meredith, you're going to go to Ireland. That That is a nice accent. It's really pretty. Yeah, it is. Last time I was there, I remember talking to some Scottish people in a bar in Dublin. And I yeah, was like, I don't fun. know what you're talking. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> like, is that even English? No. So looking forward to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? Um, all right. I'm going to move to tea. She recommends. Um, I'm firmly in my dad era of reading books, not counting the one that I'm about to read because... That's not, I don't think my dad would read that book. Um, I don't know, recommend it to him. <laughs> we'll see. But I, I I had heard of this book, but for whatever reason did not read it. But then it, they just decided they're going to make a movie out of it. And I guess I just like crossed over whatever I was reading. And I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of interested in that. It's called Destiny of the Republic by Candace Millard. It's um, about many things, but it's about James Garfield and his assassination kind of primarily that's sort of the driving force of it um I've never really been that interested in James Garfield but according to this book and this historian he was kind of this like his life was cut short and he had all this promise like he was this you know really solid guy and he all this stuff but it is about that but it's really about like him and it's about his, you know, the guy that assassinated him, but it's also about Joseph Lister and all these doctors at the time that were like, 
why would we wash our hands before <laughs> yep. we do I anything? I love that. Um, They're like, that is stupid and so no dumb. way. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's also kind of about Alexander Graham Bell minus the like, it's not really about the telephone, but he, inter- he I, I'm stupid and didn't really know that he invented all this other stuff. And it was like, they brought him in because they wanted to locate where the bullet was. And he invented this thing that could like listen to hear you know, where the bullet would be in the body. But they were totally wrong about where it was, where they thought it was. But it is so crazy, the thing about James Garfield, and like, spoiler alert, I guess, but he would not have died from this gunshot. It was not a deadly gunshot. He would have, like, healed. They could have left it there and not touched it, and he wouldn't have been perfect, but he wouldn't have died. But they literally took their disgusting fingers and like poked around in the bullet hole, and like he died of sepsis essentially. Of course. So um, after they did an autopsy, probably. Yeah. They did yeah. That. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, oopsie, oops. my bad." <laughs> and the guy Bliss is the doctor that was like, "No, no, no, I know what I'm doing," and essentially killed him. Um, and it's also about like the spoil system and and all the cronyism that happened. It's really, really fascinating because it's this time I remember in American history and like U.S. history in high school. I remember thinking this was really boring to me because it's post-Civil War. It's, you know, in the Industrial Revolution, but it's kind of before modernism as I know it, you know, pre-1900. So I said it was kind of boring, but it's actually pretty fascinating. Now I'm listening to a book about the first Kennedys. Speaking of Boston, geez Louise. But it is actually, it's about the first Kennedys that like moved to the United States. So I'm firmly in my dad era. But Mm. Destiny of the Republic is really, really good. And the guy from Succession, um, and who was also Mr. Darcy in that, in um, in the inferior. Yes, yes. Um, He's going to be, I guess he's going to be Garfield, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and um, what's that creepy guy? Um, Michael Shannon Mike, is going to be Garfield. Yes. Oh, Michael Shannon's going to be Garfield. And then is he going to be? Gito. Gito. Who was like certifiably crazy. Like he actually was kind of crazy. He he joined that um, that group, that religious kind of cult, the Oneida group that oh, like yeah. you're supposed to take on like many wives, but not <laughs> ever have kids, which I'm like, well, you can't grow oh. your, I know. Yeah, it's really weird. Anyway, it's but it's a really good book and it's fast. I mean, it's shorter than freaking Small Town Big Magic. It's like six hours long. <laughs> but I interesting because when I when I saw it written here on the show sheet, Destiny of the Republic, I was like, I know, snore. I know. But then I looked it up, and the full title is Destiny of the Republic: A Tale of Madness, Medicine, and the Murder of a President. I was Ooh. like, oh well, now I know. Color me interested. No, it's yeah. The De- Destiny of the Republic, I think, is a terrible title. It's like okay, I guess yeah, that sounds like nothing. Yeah. So I think what's happened here today is that you've given me. A really interesting historical tale to read, and I've given you vampire <laughs> fantasy erotica. Yeah, listen, even trade. It's a fair I trade. like it. Yep, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like it. Uh, I think that means it's time to get involved, guys. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Um, please, I don't know what you do there. Listen, you can listen to our show. I guess yeah. if you want to listen on the browser, yeah. that's fun. Um, Sometimes there's reasons for that. Yeah, sure. Um, our Facebook group, though, is a little more utilitarian. It's that, that's where you can uh, answer our question of the week and post whatever you want. It's great. We love it, and we love it when you guys 
put stuff there. Um, you can email us at tshishow at gmail.com. You can send us a voice memo by recording it on your phone and emailing it to tshishow at gmail.com, and we will play it on the show unless you tell us not to. We love that. We want to hear your voices, and we haven't gotten a voice memo in a while, so come on, guys. Uh, our AOL t- keyword is and always will be tshi. Uh, we're never getting rid of that, and nope. it's very useful, and we check it all the time. Do you check AOL? I don't know what you do with that. I don't know how you get on I AOL. I don't either. Uh, there, I was telling though. our new associate about uh, who was born in 1999 about AOL and like being online. She was like looking at me. She's very sweet, but she's just looking at me blankly <laughs> like, like, what okay. are you talking about? <laughs> I actually don't know either. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. And that was everything about everything else on our in reserve list. Yeah. The hot pot. The hot pot. Hot pot. Happy Good Lunar job, New everybody. Year. You're the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. You're the dragon. Give the satisfaction asking how you're doing now How's the castle built of people you pretend to care about Just what you wanted Look at you, cool guy, you got it I see the parties and diamonds Sometimes when I close my eyes Six months of torture you sold To some forbidden paradise I loved you truly You gotta laugh at the stupidity Cause I've made some real big mistakes Damn vampire!